Hello everyone, this is episode three of Family in Lockdown. And yes, we're still here, still in lockdown. Nothing's changed. Just like you guys, probably. So in this week's edition, we will be reflecting on things that have happened to us in the last seven to ten days-ish, which hopefully may have been happening to you and other people. We'll also be uh, going back to our favourite feature, raking up the past when, to pass the time, we revisit arguments of old, just for, just for a laugh. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> And we've got a special treat this week, haven't we, Matt, that I'm looking forward to. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm not sure we can call it a treat. It's certainly something out of the ordinary. You're going to be cutting my hair throughout this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, You've never cut my hair before. I have not. Have you cut anyone's hair before? I've cut the dog's belly hair because it drags in the mud. But the thing is, your hair's soon going to be dragging in the mud. So surely it's the same technique. And of course, something this visual really makes for great podcast material. You can hear the scissors. Mm, You'll probably be hearing the screams as well. (laughs) I don't think I'm the only person out there who needs a haircut. I'm quite happy to weather the storm, but you're clearly... No, it's disgusting. It's not, it's just, it's windswept. It's not, it has to go. Right, should I go for the first cut? No, 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 you're you're jumping the gun here. I want to know, how much do you know about hair cutting? None. Well, do you you want to look at it? I've got some kitchen scissors. Right. And a a clump of your hair in my hand. (laughs) Those are the same kitchen scissors we use to prepare food. Yeah, they've been cleaned. Come on, I'm going to start. Where? Where are you going to start? I'm going Uh, for the first cut. For the sake of clarity, I don't have a mirror in front of me here, like I'm at a barber's. Whoa, 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 whoa. hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've already cut some. Yeah, I can hear it. There you go. Look, first clump, off. Show me. That's a month's worth. Don't, 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 wait, aren't you even going to offer me like a cup of tea or something? Like you get at the barber's? Where are you going on your holidays? Nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) You're not to anything nicely, sir? No. (laughs) This is all right, actually. I'm quite getting into this. Thank you very much for your comments. I mean, wow, who'd have thought it? How many we've got? Three? Four? (laughs) Joel, it's been really, really lovely. We've had some really, really lovely reviews. So some people have said, utterly brilliant, much needed light relief during this time. Um, Best content to come out of quarantine I've seen so far. Honest and hilarious. Lots more episodes, please, to help us all get through lockdown. Wow. So that's all really, really nice. Yeah. And shows that um, we're hopefully helping a few people with our ridiculous banality. Yeah, and and it also shows that there's more than just the next door neighbours listening. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not everyone's happy though, Matt. Oh. Well, I think they like you, but I am not popular with this person who has um, given us a review. Just one star. Um, they're called Structural Ambiguity. Apparently it's the most depressing thing they've ever listened to. The woman, that must be me, absolutely vile. And I pity her husband. Oh. <laughs> Unimaginable that anyone could find this amusing. I mean, crikey, I really, really offended that person. Yeah, I, you know what, I didn't think my mum would think so strongly about this. <laughs> Margaret, I'm sorry. I love him, really. Mm, Just tone it down a bit, Ma. (laughs) 
So as well as having the coronavirus, I, I think I've developed something else, actually. I, I think I've got Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, for goodness sake. What's that then? It's when you're kidnapped, um, but you, as the person who's been kidnapped, starts to fall in love with your captors. And so, you know, I've been spending an increasing amount of time with you and the kids. Yeah. And I'm actually starting to quite like you now. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a bloody compliment? And there's no sign of escape. Do you like the kids as well? They're, they're not grating on me as much as they used to. Huh? This is a breakthrough. No, I'm quite enjoying being at home. That's what I mean. And I, the longer this goes on, the less I want it to end. I'm genuinely enjoying the slower pace of life. It is nice being off the hamster wheel, isn't it? Mm. I'm not sure the kids are particularly enjoying that. I keep spotting them just sitting and staring into space. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is called boredom. That is like good old-fashioned 1980s boredom, that is. <laughs> Character forming. When we were growing up, no, no Netflix, no kind of, no, no tablets, no house party, no Joe Wicks. God bless him. There was really nothing to do apart from throw a stick around the garden. You throw a stick around the garden. That was your entertainment. Um, Matt, it's not post-war. No, this was Shropshire in the 1980s. Right. There was not much going on. <laughs> I'm just taking chunks out of it now. Yeah, aren't you supposed to, like... I've got... I'm doing what they do, you know, when they put it between their fingers. Yeah, but... I'm doing that finger bit. But they're measuring the length of it. Yeah, but so am I-ish. I didn't even get a shampoo. <laughs> that is not hurting. You've got so much hair, Matt. I mean, there is no threat of you going bald. Well, I, well I don't know. I just leave. Wait, 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 the fringe now. You need to do the fringe at the, at the end. Do you? Oh, my word. I'm in the hands of an amateur here. Yes, you are in the hands of an amateur. Why are you cutting my hair now? Why can't I just, you know, style it out until lockdown's over? But you're not styling it out, darling. Well, you're not styling it in, love. You look like Christopher Walken. Yeah, no, you're not doing the finger thing anymore. You're just putting chunks. I I saw what you did. Right, I am just taking It's like when you cut the dog's tail. Yeah. So, after two weeks of being in proper quarantine, I have actually left the house and left our family unit for the first time, which has been thrilling. <laughs> I've just gone to the supermarket, but it was literally like I'd won a Caribbean holiday. I put some nice clothes on, actually brushed my hair, put some makeup on. It was a treat. Oh my God, who are you going to meet? <laughs> the best, secret date. The finest it? of Hayward's Heath supermarkets. Are you seeing like a key worker or something? It was really humbling, actually, to see these people who are doing everything they can to help us get through this. So I hope next time Pretty Patel stands up and talks about skilled workers and what have you, she has second thought about everything that people are doing now. One thing I didn't understand, though... Yeah? When you go to the supermarket in this current crisis... Yeah. You get your trolley... Yeah. ..from the car park... You wheel it into the supermarket, and at that point, they then spray the handlebar after you've already got it from the car park. 
And after you've touched it? And after you've touched it. Do they spray your hands? No. But surely by the point you've got it from the supermarket into the shop, it's too late? I tell you why. Where, where did you go? Where, where did this happen? Hayward's Heath. Which supermarket? Waitrose, darling. Oh, I tell you why. I tell you why. Because Smelly Terry is working the trolleys in Waitrose Car Park. They don't trust him. Smelly Terry? Yeah, Smelly Terry. Who's Smelly Terry? Oh, a legend of um, Hayward's Heath Waitrose. And they don't trust him or they don't trust me because I look like I'm smellier than Smelly Terry. Well, maybe. You never know. <laughs> I thought I'd cleaned myself up. Maybe I still looked really, really skanky and they thought, damn it, this girl needs a wash. Or maybe you're just having an affair with Smelly Terry and not telling me. <laughs> One thing that has massively helped lockdown this week has been the weather. Oh, what a scorcher. It's been absolutely incredible. And wherever you live in the country, it's been brilliant. So for my sisters who live in the northeast, it's been tropical. For us down here... It's been over 13 it's, degrees. It's been over 13 degrees. <laughs> Get the bikinis out. Down here, it's been lovely. Everywhere, it's just been wonderful. And that has made it bearable. But we thought, we don't even have a paddling pool and the kids are absolutely boiling... What can we do? <laughs> I know what's hiding in the loft upstairs, sunshine. My birthing pool. You were horrified. Yeah, the last time I'd seen this birthing pool, I was cleaning it out after the birth of our second child. Mm. I don't remember that bit. I just remember, you know, pushing her out and then having a cup of tea. Yeah, easy for you, right? <laughs> you were swilling it out. But... We've got this huge paddling pool ready to go. The kids are sweating. Come on. It's a win-win. And the good thing about the earthing pool, actually, is it does have handles in very unusual places. Mm. I mean, handy places if you're giving birth. Less handy if you're, you know, an eight and a ten-year-old splashing about. They didn't care. They loved it. Yeah, I was a bit put off when our um, when our daughter was reenacting the moment that she was um, <laughs> that she was brought into this world. Nearly nine years to the day since the actual event itself. She had three different positions: yeah. one for mid, one for pushing, and one for the moment she came out. And you know what? She wasn't far off the mark. It's just too long at the sides. The sides need cutting. Can I do that with like clippers? Have you got any clippers or anything? Uh, yeah. This could go horribly wrong. This could, this could go. Yes, go gently, gently. On the hair. Yeah, Which yeah. Way just go, go, go up. No, no, no. That's down. Up. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Bah! That's what you told me to do. Coming off. Oh, ow! Pulling the hair out. On yeah, it is on it. But these, this is a beard trimmer. It's not meant for hair. Well, then it's not supposed to happen. Then, well, if it's a beard trimmer, it's not going to do anything, is it? So it seems quite quickly this week we've come to the point in family lockdown where we revisit some uh, arguments and some discussions that we've had over the last uh, 20 years or so of our relationship 
in, in a feature that brings so much joy to our hearts each week. It's called Raking Up the Past. Now, I've got a Raking Up the Past this week, mm. which I've got to say cut me deep then. Oh, God. <laughs> and it still cuts me deep now. Oh, no. Don't stretch ambiguity, we'll have a field day. <laughs> so before we met, I had quite a musical past. <laughs> and I was in like a couple of bands. Oh, I know what's coming. And early on in our courting days, you start finding out things about each each other. And one of the things I was telling you is about that um, I was in, a, I was in a, a couple of bands and I was quite kind of proud of that. So you should be. <laughs> and yeah, we were great. We were kind of, you know, famous in our own lunchtime and our own kind of area. And you said, Matt, why, why do you think you weren't so successful? And I said, well, Emma, I think the reason why we weren't so successful is because we just couldn't get the gigs. And then you started smirking. <laughs> And then your nostrils started going and then you started making the noise that you're making now and I realised you were laughing at me. No, that's unfair. That's unfair. I wasn't laughing at you. It's just that you took it so seriously. When I first met you, you took yourself so seriously. And you can't take yourself seriously. Life is funny. Life is a joke. And you took yourself properly seriously. And so you said, in all seriousness, yeah, we just couldn't get the gigs. And it just made me laugh. Because, of course, I'm not saying you weren't good. You were a good band. But you did have a ginger rapper called Richie Rich on the MIC bringing it back to the place that you want to be. That's ridiculous. And you were from a, you know, Shropshire town. And to say that the reason you didn't make it is because you couldn't get the gigs just made me laugh. And you have not forgotten it. No. No, I, I haven't forgotten it. This is why I'm raking up the past. <laughs> this is also the same time that you revealed to me that your email address was Fingers Matt because you were the keyboard player. Which is the worst nickname ever. You used to think that made you sound really cool, like you and the Blues Brothers, but it didn't. It made you just made you sound like a pervert. <laughs> Look, there was two mats in the band, right? I had to differentiate myself somehow. But why do you have to go for a pervert name? It's not a pervert name. Fingers! Play the keyboard! It's Oh, come on! Yeah, but now it's come back to bite us on the bloody arse, hasn't it? Because now you're in the village cricket team and you've got a you've got a nickname that's plastered on the back of your shirt and it's Fingers. And our son, Leo, wants to be called Fingers Junior. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give the, a bit of a precy to the, my raking up the past. Just get on with it. No. Basically... Your ability for self-preservation knows no bound. And the example I'm going to give you goes back to 2005, maybe. Um, and we were on holiday in India. 2006. 2006. OK, so we're on holiday in India. We go uh, for a nice big walk up a mountain. A very small mountain, but up a mountain. At the base of this mountain, there is an old lady selling sweets. She's selling sweets because she tells it's a gift for the gods. 
Oh, was it like a pilgrimage yeah. trek? Yeah, you? exactly. Okay. Exactly. So completely being the mugs that we are, we buy the sweets off this little old lady who looks really cute but yes. actually has a dark side. Because it sounds like an opening to Indiana Jones. <laughs> so we get halfway up the mountain and suddenly we see some shapes in the distance running down the mountain towards mm. us. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what the hell is that? And suddenly into view come about 10, 12 really big monkeys. Oh, God, yeah. I hate those monkeys. Yes. It was like something out of Wizard of Oz 2. Yeah, <laughs> it was like something out of Wizard of Oz 2. Of they didn't have wheels on their hands. They didn't have roller skates on. Oh, my God. And they were like baring their teeth. It was terrifying. We didn't know this at the time, but what they were after were the sweets in my hand nice. that the old lady at the bottom of the mountain had laughingly sold us, mm -hmm. pretending it was a gift for the gods, but knowing full well it was for those bloody monkeys. Do you remember what happened? Uh, didn't we didn't we throw the sweets to one side so the monkeys would have them and then continue safely on our way? No, Matthew. No, that's not what happened, is it? You know what happened. You being you pushed me in the path of the monkeys into their path of destruction and hid behind a rock. I thought you were following me. You little liar. I felt the imprint of your palm in my back for weeks from the shove that you'd pushed me in front of those monkeys. I managed to throw them off the scent by throwing the sweets everywhere, turned around and, oh, God, that was a bit scary, wasn't it? You were nowhere to be seen. And suddenly I see your little tufty head pop out from beside <laughs> a rock. I was guiding you to safety. You're such a bastard. <laughs> Can I just see my hair? Yes, you can see your hair. I'm past my phone. But you're off. Oh my god. It's really tufty. <laughs> You've got a little bit of a Mr. Majika at the back here. It's just, there's no proportion <laughs> to it. No, of course there's no proportion. Look at this! <laughs> <coughs> Look at this. Look how high it is. Oh my god, I feel like I'm... It's, it, right, I can best describe it as uh, vanilla ice on a bad day when there's been like a strong wind. It's honestly better than it was. Really? Yeah, it was really awful. I'm going to say thank you for doing my hair. I think it was a life experience for both of us. And, you know, we have one life and that was your one chance at cutting my hair. Yeah, my one chance was, am I sacked? Mm, I won't be giving you a tip. Well, that's a podcast recording I'll never forget. I don't think I've found a new profession. No, it's indelibly inked on my mind as well. But thank you nonetheless. <laughs> well, you do look better, I promise. Mm, let's see. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope that you have enjoyed it and we hope that you come back for next week's edition. Um, keep the comments coming. We do really appreciate it. Even you, Structural Ambiguity, because at least it gives us something to talk about. And we need all the distractions we can in this day and age. Thank you. Bye.